Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast, sponsored by Caterpillar and 4constructionpros.com. I'm your host today, Brad Humphrey, and I'm joined by three of the Caterpillar's best today. Jason Hurtis, who's specialist in the construction uh, materials and quarry and aggregates. Lonnie Fritz is back with us, specialist in heavy construction and road building. And we're pleasure to have Sam Meeker with us today, specialist in the dozer and track loader specialist in in the dozer technology. Wow, that's a lot to say. Uh, And Sam, we're glad to have you join us today. Hey, um, Lonnie, I want to get right into this. Our topic today is on equipment management, and it continues to be a big challenge for a lot of contractors. And you and I were talking offline about this, that, you know, rental, uh, the proof of that is rental equipment is up big time. Of course, a lot of people are, as Sam said also, it's, 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 uh, we're doing more work than we've ever done before. We need more equipment. But take us down this road. Why is equipment management so stinking important to a contractor? Yeah, so big topic, big challenge, right? And that's equipment management. And and first, it's part of that is it's multifaceted. So if you walk up to a fleet manager and say, hey, explain to me your equipment management strategy. Eyes may roll back in their head and say, well, are you talking about you know our health strategy? Or is it how we manage the location of the machine? Or... Oh, you're talking about idle time. You're talking about equipment management and from the job site, if it's making money or not for us. So while it's this big ball, kind of Christmas lights all tangled up, you try to untangle them. You try to make sure that this big challenge does not eat away at the bottom line of the contractor. And let's just go down the technology road. And and that is get connected. You know, it's it's the smartphone today versus the, um, you know, the office phone of yesterday. And, and it really allows us to open up many, many different avenues. One, it's going to speed up the way we do business, and it's going to give us a much deeper dive, a more comprehensive view of our fleet. Okay. You know, those that are remotely familiar with telematics of location, fuel, hours, fault codes, uh, planning maintenance and idle time. So when you look at equipment management and that big challenges, we, we all know resources are constrained today. They'll probably stay that way for at least a while. So we're really looking at and customers are looking at taking care of what we have today. We should always be doing that. What's the strategy and, and how do we go forward with knocking down this big challenge and, uh, and making sure we have our hands around it um, to drive that uptime and to make sure that, um, that we're managing this fleet? Um, somebody stroked the check for those assets, and I'm sure somebody wants to maintain. How are you going to go forward to accomplish that? In documenting that, uh, uh, obviously electronically, we're tracking more than we've ever tracked before. But having having your hand really on the pulse of your business, this is what equipment management is about. Uh, Jason, let me let me throw this to you uh, right off the bat too, as well as you know, take us down through what you've counseled or what you have helped contractors with in terms of how they've managed and maybe mostly Caterpillar equipment, certainly. But I know there's other probably other models, other brand names in the in that fleet, but. What are some of the things that you have learned that, that, have, that have been successful uh, tips on more efficient equipment management? First is to have a plan. You know, decide what you are going to track, what you need to track, and why you need to track it. I think those three basic questions a lot of people immediately skip over and, and they start getting information, they start getting data, and then they start getting lost and throw their arms up in the air and say, ah, this isn't worth my time. Mm. Well, you you skip the fundamental parts of of what do you need, how often do you need it, and in what format do you need to manage your equipment. And that should be everything from the maintenance side 
to the location, to the production and the, and the performance side of it. That should all be in that same thought process and that should all be tracked and managed. If you, if you're not managing it, you can't, you can't fix it. And if you can't fix something um, or improve your operations, you know, really what, what good are you? And you're just simply in the way. So I think that's, that's key is ask yourself what you need to monitor and why you need to monitor it. And then how are you going to monitor it? And how are you going to implement that into your business? You know, the great uh, Edwin Deming, uh, we call him the, the godfather of quality. Dr. Deming once said, you know, in God we trust, but everything else we measure. <laughs> and I think there's, <laughs> there's a lot of truth of that in construction. Sam, take us down your road that you deal with in, in, in the dozer and in the track uh, loader uh, business of the, of the company. Um, what are some things that you you see that are either missing or need to be in place to do a better job of managing your equipment? Yeah, I think I think Lonnie really hit it a lot right there when he was talking about getting connected and getting those assets onto you know a, a system where you can remotely track and monitor what's going on. I've you know been on a lot of different job sites with uh, with customers, and one of the you know a couple of the areas that I I feel they they really get the value, and one is going to be in utilization. Um, mm-hmm. So these machines now you know can report whether they're working, uh, you know how much idle time they have, how much working time they have, how much fuel they're burning. And uh, really helps to, to, you know, for a, a contractor that might have two or three dozers on a job site, maybe one working the cut and one working the fill and, and one, uh, you know, doing some utility stuff, can really see how much those machines are working and decide if he needs another one to be more productive or if he can let one of those tractors move on to another job site. So uh, to me, utilization is one of the one of the key things that I see co- contractors really getting value of on a, on a multi-machine job site. You know, one of the things, and you guys probably will laugh at me because I'm because uh, I'm not a, a formal uh, uh, employee of Caterpillar, but you know, one of my consulting areas I, I've worked with contract uh, contractors on is is helping them uh, establish a PM schedule for their equipment, and I've done this on Caterpillar equipment and others models as well, other uh, builders. But but the fact of the matter is, is that quite honestly, that's the easiest part. I always started with your books <laughs> and would start there and build it out. But the, the bottom line is it's more than just tracking, isn't it? What do they need to do with these numbers, Lonnie? Because a lot of companies, as they're growing, they begin to track all kinds of things. But tracking is one thing. In one sense, that's almost the easiest thing to do. What do they need to do with that information once they have it? Yeah, and that, and that is the key. It kind of goes back to what Jason said is, you know, it's back to what are you going to track once you do measure it? Then what are you going to do with the data? That's the part where the dollar really meets the job site there and trying to execute on that. And that's where you need to have plans in place. When it really comes back to managing fleas, if it's idle time, why? You know, it's the three-year-old kid that continues to ask mom or dad, why? It's a three-letter word that's very, very powerful is ask, why is the machine, you know, down? Why is the idle time up? And as I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this and visualizing and putting my boots back on and heading back to the dirt where I was about eight years ago is we no longer need, you know, it's, it's the management drive-by. And those in the, in the field are like, oh my gosh, there's a snapshot. Is This data is so deep. And I don't mean that in a bad way and I don't want to overwhelm the listener. It is minute by minute, sometimes second by second. And there's so much data there coming in delve into that data you need. If it's machine-centric or, as it was mentioned, utilization, again, back to idle time, is is really understand the why is the data looking the way it is. Maybe it's an increase in cycle times um, from an excavator, even a wheel loader. 
Is it the pattern the machine is running in? Is it the job site setup? Is it the way the hauling units are pulling up to the machine and the, and the loading unit is chasing it down per se? Um, so as we get those insights, match the job site back to the data. So as you're looking at laptop, take that out to the dirt and really connect the two of them together and say, aha, that's where those aha moments come in. And then we figure out where we can drive change. And it could be, like I said, job site setup. Maybe it's back to sizing the machine. Maybe it's a lack of technology. Maybe it's just an opportunity for operator training. You know, one of the things I've heard the word why used twice now by two of you. And and some of you may be familiar with Simon Sinek. He's been kind of called the, the, the why guy. He's written several books on that. But it really makes sense when you begin to understand why are you why are you managing your equipment? Why are you tracking these things? Because it, it, because by that, we're able to do to make better decision making. Uh, we run a more profitable business when we understand what those numbers are telling us. Um, Jason, when you're working with, 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 your, with your team of customers uh, on, a, on a weekly basis, how effective are they even taking the metrics from what they're tracking? Uh, and, and making decisions on that. Can you give us any examples where maybe they've made some decisions exactly tied to what they were managing on the numbers? I do have one good example off the top of my head. There was a customer that thought they would reduce their drilling and blasting costs um, to save a little bit of money. So they had all the data you know, off the previous shot and the previous drill pattern, and they knew the machine's fuel. They knew the idle time. They knew the cycle times of the wheel loaders in the trucks. They changed their shot pattern, changed the amount of money they spent on the blast and could easily see the difference in the cycle time increase, the fuel burn increase, the production decrease. And they could easily justify the expense that they needed in the drilling and blasting operation because they could prove it on the other side. If they didn't spend it there, they were going to spend it on the fleet side trying to get the same amount of production. So for them, it was using the data of what they were already tracking and why they were tracking it, making a change and then tracking that after the change to say, okay, that's the wrong direction. That's not the right place to try to save some money because it ended up costing us time and money elsewhere. Let's go to the next step and see where else we can be more efficient and save some time and money. Great example. Great example. You know, one thing I haven't heard yet, and, and, and Sam, I'm going to throw this at you uh, just for a quick example. I haven't heard that one of the reasons, one of the whys or the answers to a why behind equipment management, why we should do it, is because it can actually extend the life of the equipment. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, in my world, uh, maintenance is always key. Um, just to throw some numbers out, right? You know, on a, on a D6 where you've got a, a tractor that might cost you 100, 125 bucks an hour, your maintenance cost on that tractor, you know, fluids and filter changes is about $5 an hour. So, I mean, it's a pretty small amount. Now, to corollary that, the repair cost can be anywhere between $20 and $25 an hour. So, if you can nail down that maintenance and make sure that you're using your scheduled oil sampling, uh, you know, and you're, you're getting things done at the right time on schedule, you can not only minimize that repair cost, but at the same time, you can make that tractor last longer, right? Make that engine, that hydraulic system, those final drives make all of those components last longer by using that oil sampling services and making sure that you get all of your 
maintenance done on time. And it's pretty easy to get that scheduled with the telematics services and the product link that we we have on these machines nowadays, right? You can really track that. You know that that machine's going to get you know, six hours a day on it. And so you can schedule that for a week from next Tuesday to make sure you get that maintenance done on time. That's awesome. You know, Lonnie, one of the things you said earlier, you know, there's always going to be that that uh, that contractor that is, man, they are uh, PM scheduled to the T. They're monitoring their measurements and 5,000 hours, boom, they're trading that thing in. Let me ask you a question that I think we have to answer. Most contractors may not be that disciplined. So just just take a minute or so what would be two or three recommendations that that maybe we've maybe we've already spoken to it and you can summarize it what do we need to do to help our contractors realize the significance of managing that equipment yeah so i would say you know take first of all take a step back and say where are we at right now just like when we do a site evaluation right. we are essentially no good to the customer unless we snap a baseline and we know where we're starting from right and then we can make recommendations from there for improvements um, so i would offer up the same to a fleet manager or owner whoever it may be responsible for fleet management where am i at today if i'm doing a great job at, am i in compliance with what is recommended by the manufacturer i don't care if it's a cold plane or wheel tractor scraper or a cold planing attachment on a skid steer whatever it may be am i living up to the recommendations because the manufacturer knows best because they're the ones that developed it have tested it and understand what's best so know where you're at know what you need to implement if anything to improve on your equipment management practices and make sure, just like a safety program, you implement it and you have buy-in from the top. Because it always goes back to when we're relying on that machine, whether it's a CNC machine in a manufacturer uh, facility or if it's the machine out on the construction site, we rely on it at the turn of a key or a push of the button. And we expect it to perform at peak performance. Yep. But as the decal has said on many machines, I have seen, and my father even used this in his business, this machine pays your salary. Please take care of it. That's if right. you take care of it, it'll take care of you. So take a hard look at your practices, say, where can I get better? And then implement those practices. And there's help out there. So whether it be data analytics or how can I best take care of this machinery, leverage your cat dealer, leverage our equipment solutions experts within Caterpillar. And we'll walk the journey with you to make you more profitable and more reliable on your machines. Guys, this has been terrific. If those of you who are listening to the podcast, uh, we want to encourage you. Use the things you're listening to, you're hearing. If you have questions, contact your cat uh, dealer locally. They want, they're want. they just more than happy to give you assistance and, and some insights there. Hey, we've been sponsored, again, by Caterpillar and Four Construction Pros. We thank them for their sponsorship for sure. And hey, we want you to have a great day. Be as best you can and be safe as well. Thank you. Caterpillar is pleased to announce a Caterpillar Equipment Management Solution. Through this solution, you will have access through data on your equipment to be able to help you make more money managing those equipment. Whether it's tracking fuel or location or idle times, even where to order parts and services, this CAT equipment management system will empower you to be more effective and earning more dollars, being more profitable and more productive.